0: Well, now, looky here. We got us a smooth skin that I ain't ever seen before. I'm Azrakal, and this. this is the ninth circle. Good neighbors of the people for the people. You feel me? Everyone's welcome. <laughs>
1: If you've been listening since the beginning, then you are probably pretty familiar with the way I set up some of these shows. And this one's going to be no different. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of a ghoul. not, Not one of the insane ones. Not one of the crazy ones that just attacks people on sight. I'm talking about sane, regular human beings who just happened to get too much radiation and their bodies start to fall apart. They are probably one of the most, I guess, discriminated against groups in the wasteland. I guess you could put it that way in the real world, we end up with a lot of discrimination issues. We, you know, I talked about the, uh, us versus them mentality and tribalism in a previous episode and how, when people are different from you, you, you have a tendency to, uh, to expect the worst for your own safety. And I can't imagine coming across another human being in the real world who looks like a walking zombie and expecting it to act like a regular person. That must be extremely difficult to get used to. Now put yourself in the other shoes. Imagine that you are this walking, talking zombie. This pile of flesh that is irradiated and falling apart. But but you've got some extra extra things going for you. And we'll dig into that in a little bit. Can you imagine, though, just the social ramifications of having to deal with that? And I think that we have some analogs in the real world. You know, those of us who have lived a bit longer understand what it's like to have been more attractive and younger and to age and to look at yourself in the mirror and see somebody who you don't always expect to see anymore because the, the version of you in your head is the one that you see that's that's still on your uh, Facebook profile. If you still have a Facebook account um, from five years ago and looks way more younger, thinner, uh, less wrinkly, <laughs> you've got more hair, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I can't imagine watching your body degrade or appear to be degrading and seeing the way people are responding to that around you and trying to find your place in the world and explaining to them that you are not going insane you're not crazy you're not going to try to eat them you just have issues because of radiation exposure put yourself in those shoes that's it's got to be tricky so from this for this episode we are drawing from the fallout wiki, uh, falloutfandom.com, Nukapedia. I, I just noticed this, that it says Nukapedia at the top. I should have been calling it out as the Nukapedia for, forever now. Um, but in, in this section, we're going to go into what a ghoul actually is and how did they get there that way? And there is some there's some conflicting information we have about this. So according to the Nukapedia, ghouls or necrotic post-humans, and I like that, post-humans, are decrepit rotting zombie-like mutants. Intense and prolonged radiation has ravaged their skin, much of their flesh, and in some cases, many of their ligaments. Paradoxically, they also have greatly extended overall lifespans and are allegedly immune to or even healed of damage by background radiation and or nuclear fallout. Now, well, you go back a number of episodes and I talked about radiation and the real world effects of radiation. So this is firmly set in the, the, uh, fantasy of the fallout universe in the real world. Radiation doesn't heal you. And it probably never will. It doesn't matter how your body mutates. It is destructive by nature. Uh, it breaks cells down, but in the fallout world, this can happen. This is the way that some things can work. And what's interesting about this is that a lot of the themes in Fallout pull from a specific worldview that was common in the 1950s and 1960s. And there are some beliefs about radiation that were held at the time that are wrong, that we've come to find out are not true. Uh, One of them is that radiation can cause these random mutations in a way that could forever change you into something like a ghoul or something like a three eyed fish, like you'd see in the Simpsons or something like that. That's not exactly how mutations work and not really the likely condition that would come about. Um, Especially in a game like fallout 76, where you have mutations that you can, you can get in the game that allow you to jump higher or run faster and those kinds of things. That's not really how things would work in the real world. I think most of us are pretty aware of that, but I think it just needs to be said that these, these games, the fiction of these worlds is created to model the mindset of specific, uh, of the specific culture and time, of what may or may not have been able to actually happen. And that's what's so fun about, I think, the Fallout universe is that it really, it really does take that 1950s and 1960s aesthetic and draws it into a future world where the things that those people thought might actually come true or believed um, actually comes true in this universe. So it's, it's neat to kind of bend reality a little bit around these things. Now, as you know, from the Vault 12 episode, we learned that in the early Fallout games, the ghouls specifically came from a specific location, from a singular vault where the door would not close correctly by design. And the limited amount of radiation over time is what corrupted and caused the change, the changes among the population. And a large percentage of that population survived it, became ghouls, left the vault, and went on to live, uh, well, irregular lives, I guess we could say, out in the wasteland. That's that's the origin of the ghouls from the first few games. Now, we know as players that ghouls show up across all of these games. They are one of the iconic... Enemies that you come across in the wasteland when they're feral, but they're also interesting characters to run into in towns and in sometimes their own their own towns run for specifically ghouls because they aren't accepted into greater society in some places. so uh, there must be a way that the ghouls are coming about in the world um, that's different than specifically from that one vault. Now, there's speculation, and I've I've added to some of the speculation in previous episodes, that it has something to do with the FEV virus getting out in the world. And that's that's not necessarily canon. It's one of those things that we talk about and is speculated about, but isn't necessarily uh, specifically said in the games. It's kind of hinted around. Um, The other possibility is that ghouls become ghouls simply through limited radiation exposure or significant radiation exposure. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with uh, a certain amount of uh, influence from the FEV virus. It doesn't necessarily need to be there. It may, it may have something to do with the way things change and evolve, but it's not a necessary component, I guess we could say. So um, that second version is the one that tends to be more canon for now. There's a section in the wiki that goes over this controversy specifically, and it says that there is some disagreement, even among the makers of Fallout games, about the origins of ghouls. While Tim Kaine said explicitly that ghouls are only a result of radiation, consistent with an understanding of the science of radiation as it stood during the 1950s, like I mentioned before, Chris Taylor said that a mix of both radiation and FEV was involved. While Chris Avalone initially supported the later view in his Fallout Bible, he was later convinced to support the radiation-only version. So it looks like they've kind of waffled a little bit back and forth over, over time, but the second version of only radiation being needed seems to be the more current understanding of everything. So let's dig into... Other origins of ghouls in this world. So we have ghouls from the first first few games that came about from Vault 12. Now we also have ghouls that show it show up in Fallout 3, in Fallout 4, and Fallout 76. And a lot of those instances uh can be explained as if People during the war, during, during the, the explosions of the great, the great War, the bombs going off everywhere, took shelter, as they would have. But most people took shelter in ways that were not good enough. They were not completely sealed from the effects of radiation. And because they were not completely sealed from the effects of radiation, they mutated over time. It's even described in some locations uh, throughout the text that those who were very, very close to the sources of radiation, to bombs going off that survived it, became more likely to become glowing. And more likely to become feral because the radiation would kind of melt away their their sense of reason and, and their their brain function. But for the non-feral ghouls out there, the ones that we would consider regular people who've just kind of had it rough, they they were just given too much exposure to radiation over time. Now, another interesting point about this is that not all of the ghouls in the wasteland are from. Before the war. Now ghouls are given an unnatural lifespan that we don't know how long they can live. We don't know if they even need to eat food. Uh, there's there's hints here in some of the texts about or some of the gameplay items that ghouls don't necessarily need to eat, which is Weird. Um, It says here in the notes on the wiki, although not currently explained, ghouls may be able to survive without food, water, or air. The slaver bullet who offered to buy Billy Peabody from the sole survivor confirms that they don't require food. Billy survived being locked in a fridge for 210 years with presumably only what was left in the fridge, which confirms that ghouls can survive without food. Mr. Keller was still alive after being ghoulified and being stuck in a bunker for 200 years with only irradiated food and possibly the flesh of his relatives. This suggests an ability to survive on radiation alone. However, most still do eat and ghouls have been seen stocking supplies suggesting that they may still suffer from hunger or do so out of the belief that they still need to eat. So, So although some of the ghouls do come from before the war and some of them can survive without regular food, a lot of them do come about after the war through regular levels, high levels of radiation. And they tend to become irradiated and then ghoulify, I guess you could say. And there's no there's no specific detail here about how much radiation causes it or how likely you are to become a ghoul but maintain your sanity to how likely you are to, to go insane i'm just going to guess right now that it's it's all just dependent on the individual and the circumstances of the situation that they're in what's what's interesting about this as was mentioned earlier is that for the The problems that you get for being a ghoul, having the, you know, your flesh pulled away and falling off and and leathered in some places, they describe it as the leathering of your flesh. You also gain the ability to not necessarily need to eat of an unconfirmed lifespan. Who knows how long these ghouls will live? It could be thousands of years. Who knows? Maybe their bodies don't fall apart completely or maybe the uh, aging process of the body is uh, removed. That could be a thing. So we really don't know, really know. There's a lot of speculation around why the ghouls are the way they are. So it's, it's one of those things I hope we dig further into. It's also one of those topics that I hope in a future expansion to Fallout 76 that we get the ability to become a ghoul. I think I was joking on uh, Quantum Pixies stream actually today about um, if you were to get all the mutations, it would be really cool if you could turn into a ghoul in the game. Like it just happened. Or you pick up a certain amount of mutations and you unlock ghoulification (laughs) as kind of like this, this meta mutation. And all of a sudden you look crazy like your skin looks weird but you also don't require food or water as much um, that would be really weird and then you walk around as a ghoul and man if you had like dialogue you'd sound oh, scruffy like this that would be so good so good um, the other thing that's worth noting about the uh, sense of ghouls is that in post apocalyptic literature it is very common to have a zombie archetype now, whether that zombie is spiritually created through voodoo and magic, or if that zombie is the result of viral experiments gone wrong, it's not uncommon to for us as a human society to put our fears into these writings. The authors of these writings often play on these fundamental human fears and emotions. And this idea of coming across other human beings who are not rational, who are feral and who may even want to eat us and who we might become if they eat us (laughs) is, is something, there's something deep down and fundamental about that in just the nature of who we are. Now the, the ghouls in fallout are different, of course, because they're not, they don't all go feral and they don't necessarily eat you. Uh, Maybe the feral ones try to, I don't know, but it's, it's just one of those things that Uh, Another correlation, I guess you could say, of a connection between this series and similarities in other fantasy and post-apocalyptic literature, but turned differently, kind of taken and turned in a different direction, similar to uh, Knights and the Brotherhood and some of the other things I've mentioned before. So those are my thoughts on ghouls. If you guys have anything else to share about your experiences with ghouls, about what you would think It would be like to be a ghoul. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have experienced some form of uh, being isolated socially or having to deal with discrimination in some way. I mean, even even those of us who, you know, I I can't talk that much. I'm a I'm a, a white male in America. I'm kind of, uh, that's what happens. Like I almost feel ashamed of the ridiculous things that other white males in America have done to other people in our society. I think it's, I think it's terrible. Um, but it, even being a white male in America, it's not like I haven't gone through moments of discrimination where I, where I feel have felt ostracized socially, or I feel like somebody's holding something against me. That's not true or something that I can't change. It's something I can't have affected myself. So I didn't have a choice. Like I totally get that. Can you put yourself in the, in the shoes of a ghoul? Can you imagine how extreme that would be? What would you go to? Would you become jaded? Like some of the ghouls in these games where they, they hole up, they find only their own communities and they have this resentment towards other humans. Or would you like the bartender in Megaton, Decide to work a regular job in a regular place among other humans and see if you can make it work. What path would you take?
0: If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
1: Cultural database accessed. Quoting New England poet Robert Frost. Freedom lies in being bold. Why don't we ask the newcomer? you support the news? All right, this week in fallout news and stuff that I've been doing, I've got some exciting news guys. Uh, to th- this is the night that I will be drawing the winner for the t-shirt contest. So I haven't done that yet. I'm recording this uh, just before we I go online uh, with the stream in order to, Record in order to record in order to draw a winner. So congratulations to whoever won I will announce that on the next show and I will be all over Twitter and all that stuff Um, Thank you guys for Tweeting about the show and following up on that it was it was super fun to see the way that you I mean, you know You guys know I get a kick out of the reviews and things But when you point out specific things that you like about the show um, It really helps me understand what direction to take this in and what what resonates the most with you so uh, I really do appreciate that information from a, from a standpoint of just, you know, learning more about your perspective on things. That really does help me a lot to keep continue crafting this in a direction that's going to just get better and better over time. So I really appreciate that. Um, the t-shirts look super cool. I, I can't wait to get another one of these out into the world to give, give away to one of you. And, and I hope you take pictures with it and send them to me on Twitter or whatever. That would be awesome. Um, other news... I've been running the show as a, like a looping radio station on Twitch lately. I've been at twitch.tv slash fall or cast been running it on in the background, um, you know, a a day or two and then turn off and then another day and people come in and people chat and people follow. And I think it's actually increasing awareness of the show. So if you found this show through the Twitch stream, send me a shout out. Let me know. I, you know, I don't know if it's working, but I hope this is helping other people find the show and welcome to the community. If you are plugging in for the first time and welcome to the show. Um, I think I'll continue to do this, especially during the day when I can't play games and stream at night. Um, I haven't been able to stream at night as often over the last week or so. Some other things have come up, but I look forward to being online tonight with everybody. And we'll try to at least get on online two or three times a week in order to you know, get out there and, and spend some time with everybody. Cause I really do enjoy spending time with everyone and, and wish I could do that all the time. I just, sometimes there's other priorities, you know, life happens. Yeah, adulting. Adulting is always fun. Right? So that's, what's going on with me. I don't have any new news about Derek. Uh, there was a twing sound, which I think was somebody following the the stream, which is, Interesting. So if the microphone picked that up, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I love this like behind the scenes stuff when it happens and it's like, oh, that's that's a thing. I'm not in like a closed booth. So other sounds happen. Um, <laughs> maybe someday I'll have a very professional setup, but this is about as good as they get for now. So I haven't what I was going to say is I haven't had the chance to uh, play Derek as much as I'd like. So I'm looking forward to that tonight. I think I've got some really interesting places to take him based on my conversation with uh, Dave from the Volboys. And I, I can't wait till that expansion comes out to the to the new content comes out so I can get I can get Derek into brewing up his own concoctions and selling them in the wasteland. That sounds super fun and I can only imagine what else they're going to do with the ability to trade with other people and do things like that. So I'm excited about that stuff and looking forward to it. So, I hope you guys will join me, twitch.tv slash Lorecast. even if it's this episode isn't out early enough for you to hear it before the show, on another night, that would be awesome too. So, I look forward to hanging out with you guys. Oh, and also, the Discord channel has been doing awesome. You guys have been popping in there. I I've see I've seen new people popping in every day, like multiple times during the day. Some people are saying hi, some people are just hanging out, some people are writing questions. It's super cool. So, check the show notes for the for the discord and uh, jump in and say, hi, that's actually one of the easiest ways to get my attention directly outside of Twitter. So if you don't do the Twitter thing, jump in the discord, join the chat. I'd love to hear from you guys. Hello there, old chat. Good to see another of general atomic's finest still eager to serve. So as soon as I was done recording the episode last week, I ended up checking the uh, Patreon again and had two more New patrons to to thank, um, one is at the one dollar level, but the the one that's at the five dollar level that gets the call out is Division or Division D I V S I O N Order. Thank you so much, Division Order, and it's probably Division Order, right? Maybe it was wasn't long enough to fit your whole name. I don't know, uh, but thank you so much for helping fund the show. Uh, is very highly appreciated, and thank you to all of our patrons who took the time to. Go to the Patreon and, you know, donate your hard-earned money to uh, help me put this show on every week. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Let's get the other bit of politeness taken care of, shall we? What the bloody, bloody, bloody hell are you doing here? You people are crazy.
1: So one other thing I didn't note is that this week I didn't have the opportunity, as I mentioned, I've been a little bit busy, to do a mini-sode. Um, I apologize. Those... I'm trying to do them as often as I can when I can fit them in between the other episodes, but in between, you know, all the other things going on in life, I just haven't had the opportunity to do one. So here's what I think I'm going to do in order to make sure that we keep the vaults, the vault series moving forward, is that I'm going to start doing them as some of the main episodes if i if a week or two go by and i can't do them as as minisodes we'll do them as the main content of the week cuz there's some of those vaults actually have enough content to do as their own episode and in the case that there isn't enough for one of them or two of them can be matched up in order to fill the content up for the week then i think i'll do that cuz i i would hate to skip out on the vaults i think that the vaults are a wonderful way to talk about the world and the different things going on in the world and different time periods without having to dive too heavily into specific storylines yet. And they will continue to paint kind of this broad picture of the world and what's going on. I also like just going through the vaults because they're also interesting on their own. So I'm going to keep that going. Uh, look for that next week. I will be doing the next vault. Most likely um, chances are things are still going to be pretty busy for me. So look forward to that. And, to my favorite part of the show where you guys say super nice things on your ratings and reviews on iTunes, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six more, six more, seven more, seven more reviews. Holy crap, guys. You are amazing. We are up to, uh, last time I looked, we're up to 50 five-star, actually 49 five-star ratings and one four-star rating. 50-star ratings. That is insane that's like 3 star ratings for almost every episode that's come out that is that is ridiculous you guys are amazing so uh, i'm stop fawning all over you guys i'm going to go ahead and start reading uh so we have ghost uh ghostius ghostius 412 from the US says love your podcast my favorite thing when i get home is sitting down and listening to your podcast my favorite thing when i get home is sitting down and having a good poo. No, no, that's not my favorite thing. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good thing. But um, when I saw this sitting down, my brain went to poop joke. So, so thank you so much for saying that your favorite thing isn't sitting down and taking a poo. It's actually listening to my show when you get home. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ghostius. Then we have RTZ13 from Great Britain who says, great show exploring Fallout's world. And in all one word, great, great, capital, great show exploring one of the most exciting worlds in gaming makes me want to replay the whole series. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Tibor, a Hungarian from the UK. Super interesting, dude. I I'd love to, I'd love to hear what that accent sounds like if it's somewhere between, or if it's mostly Hungarian. Um, I'm, I'm into accents. I really, really like, I had somebody on the stream the other day who's from Ireland. He was talking about his accent and I was like, Oh, we got to hear it. So we put him on discord and, and so good. He's from like the middle of Ireland. So it's not, uh it's not as leprechauny as what like in the US we stereotypical think of as an Irish accent, but very cool in its own way. Um so thank you. Sorry, got off track. Thank you, RTZ13. Uh a really great, great, great show. I plan to keep going and I hope you'll stick with us. Then we've got LD Sotlaw. From the United States. Only reason I got a Twitter Twitter. If you're out there and you're listening, dude, I'm, I'm heading people your way. Maybe you can give me a kickback. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Do I get like two cents or something? Um, this podcast about Fallout, just like the Vault WB boys, was so great that I finally got a Twitter just to hear more from robots. I look forward to every episode and repeat the episodes just to learn more about Fallout. This show is worth more than five stars. So I'm going to count this as officially our first 10-star rating. It's, I mean, that's more than five. 10 stars. Fallout Lorecast rated 10 stars by LD Southlaw. Thank you so much. (laughs) Then we've got Kelso box from the U S who writes great lore presentation. I'm a listener who got into the fallout series through fallout four. It's fun to hear Tom's presentation of the backstories and lore that goes into the universe of fallout. It's fun and informative to hear about how factions came about. And I loved the great war episode, fun and thought provoking. Keep up the good work. Awesome. Kelso box. I will keep up the good work and I appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. Then we've got long life Tiki from the U S who writes a podcast to look forward to. I've been listening to fallout theme podcasts for some time. And I have to say that the fallout Lorecast is at the top of my list. Dude, that's such a compliment. Thank you so much. Um, Because the other shows out there are so good. So uh, uh, that's amazing to me. Thank you so much. Robots produces an awesome weekly dive into the lore of the fallout world that always keeps my attention during my daily commutes. He's very interesting, informative, and always knows his stuff. Well, I do my research, so hopefully... You know what? I don't always know my stuff. Call me out if I get something wrong. I'm open to correction, but thank you so much. Uh, Keep up the great work, Robots. Long life, Tiki. Thank you for that rating and review. I really appreciate it. We got two more left. Uh, Sean T. Poindexter, which is a good name from the US, writes... Excellent podcast. This is a delightful podcast about my favorite video game series. Tom has a pleasing, enjoyable voice. Despite being a self-labeled amateur podcaster, the quality of his oration exceeds many professional podcasters and audio journalists. Well, thank you so much. That is a very nice compliment. His attention to detail and interest in the material makes this podcast a lot of fun. Highly recommended for all fans of the Fallout series. Well, thank you, Sean. Um, I just kind of inside baseball stuff. Uh, I've spent some time doing some voice work, uh, a year, two years back, um, just on the side, uh, as kind of a, a side hobby slash way to make some extra money and spent a lot of time. Sp- you know, studying up on it and working on listening to myself speak. And, and to be honest, I'm I'm pretty loose when it comes to sometimes during these episodes, especially when I'm just talking to you guys. And often I find myself talking too fast, but during the actual presentation part, I tried to be a little bit more uh, clear and enunciate and paced with my talking. So I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you noticed that. And that, um, you know, that, that work that I put into it is actually paying off. That's really good to know. Thank you so much. And then we have K exclamation RST cursed, maybe 18 from the U S writes definitely a fave. This podcast has gotten me through my fallout withdrawals when I have to be an adult on a daily basis. I'm so glad I can do that for you. That is awesome. I uh, thoroughly enjoy his content and explanations of the fallout lore. You can tell that he really enjoys it too. Make sure to check out his Elder Scrolls podcast as well. Yeah, thank you for the for the call out there. Um, Elder Scrolls Lorecast is doing great. It's growing. It's actually growing faster than this show has has grown and continues to uh, find a bigger audience. And oh, and you know what? We just did. Um, recently, I had an interview with Lotus of Doom, who you might know from Tales of Tamriel. And we talked about Hermes Mora the Daedra. And if that doesn't ring any bells, then don't worry about it. But if you happen to be an Elder, Elder Scrolls fan, super good episode to listen to. Lots of funny laughs. We we explained that an earlier version of Hermeus Mora looked like a mix between Day of the Tentacle and zoidberg which is probably uh the best explanation he doesn't look like that anymore he's kind of a a tentacle blob with eyes um but anyway if you're interested in elder scrolls stuff or you just want to hear me talk about other things for some reason go check out elder scrolls lorecast it's the second show also um well first thank you to everybody who wrote in and even those of you who just. Send me compliments on Twitter or in the Discord channel. I, I appreciate knowing, like I said earlier, what you guys like about the show and what I can continue to do to improve it. Um, thank you so much. If you want to hear more guests on the show or you have recommendations of people that you really like to listen to that I should reach out to, uh, feel free to let me know. Or if you want to write them and say, hey, you should, you should, guys should have uh, Tom from the Fallout casts on your show. It would be really cool. That would be Awesome um if you know anything you do to help the show out is highly highly appreciated and I value everything you guys do and the time it takes you to leave reviews and just reach out to me so thank you so much um to wrap everything up uh the uh, robotsradio.net page is up I have links to the store to the discord um, to actually, I don't really have the Discord on there. I need to put the Discord on there. I have the store and the Patreon links on there. So if you ever want to find out any more information about what I'm doing, or if I expand out and do other shows or whatever, that's where you'll be able to find it: robotsradio.net. Otherwise, you know how to get a hold of me on Twitter at Fallout Lorecast and G- uh, Gmail followlorecast at gmail.com. And thank you as always for listening. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. And in the meantime, don't. Don't do the Indiana Jones thing and like close yourself in a refrigerator to avoid radiation. It's not going to work. You're going to turn into a ghoul. It's, it's totally not going to work. You're also going to run out of air. That's probably the bigger problem. So stay safe. Don't become a ghoul. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks and no copyright infringement is intended.